This is CJ Standall, creator of Rebirth of the Gangster, and you're listening to this freaking show. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of this freaking show. The weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. I'm your host, Travesty, and with me this evening, as always... And Geek Cast Joe. And this episode of this freaking show is brought to you by Fire Pit Bar and Grill of Pierton, Illinois. If you're looking for a down-home country restaurant where you get a burger and beer for just $7.99 every Monday and Wednesday, then you must stop at Fire Pit Bar and Grill. You can find them on Facebook at Fire Pit Bar or at the website firepitbar.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at episode 87 of this freaking show, which is super exciting because that means we are just 13 episodes away from hitting episode 100. Hot damn. Hey. I am super excited about this. What's amazing about it too, because if I do the calculations right, which may or may not be correct because I suck at math, um, 100th episode is going to fall within our month-long celebration of Halloween during this freaky show. Tremendous. Yes. So we, we'll be able to... Uh, do uh, two awesome things at once. And I'm really excited about doing this freaky show. Um, it's probably one of my favorite things that we do during the year. And uh, for the newer listeners who haven't had an opportunity to check uh, check the old shows or may not know what we're talking about, but, uh, during the month of October, we try to celebrate Halloween all month long. So we try to get guests on. We talk about uh, horror movies. And uh, especially we get... Uh, Geek Cash Joe, which once in a while you'll see his alter ego, the Freak Joe, which is absolutely Indeed. amazing. And uh, he uh, he reads us uh, stories. And right. I, I love that part about it. I love hearing the stories and everything. So I'm really excited for that to come around in uh, October. Um, so much going on. So many awesome guests in the next few weeks. Uh, beginning of September. No, August. Fuck, we're still in July. Ugh. <laughs> uh, at the beginning of August, our buddy Clint's going to come back on to do another movie podcast. I'm really excited for that. And the next couple of weeks, we're going to have uh, some amazing guests, too. But those are going to be surprises for you guys because I want you to come on and be like, oh, my God, who are these people? Boom, surprises. Uh, but before we get to all that, we have an amazing show tonight. Uh, our buddy CJ uh, is coming back on. So we get to talk with him. Uh, we're talking about his next uh was it is it an addition or next? There's, there's a lot. There's, so his his next installment is coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is finally going to be his his whole series is going to be in print by the end of this month, and uh, he was recently featured in a uh, a magazine about comic books. Oh wow! So yeah, awesome. a lot of a lot of really cool stuff going on in his uh, uh, career. Perfect. I'm super excited to find out, to get more detail on all that and everything. I'm really excited to hear, uh, you know, how he's been since, because he was on, I want to say he was on, what, last month and everything? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. So, I mean, like, to have all that, all to have all that accomplished within a short period of time is absolutely amazing. And it's always a joy to have CJ on. That's why we're happy to have him on whenever he's available. Absolutely terrific. But before we even get to that... We get to celebrate that special time of the month that we started. I'm not talking about periods. I am talking <laughs> about the Follow Your Star Award. And you sh- to um, award this month's award is none other than Geek Cash Show. 
Indeed. And I am very excited this month. I'm going to lean deeply into my geekiness and uh, award this year, this week's, this month's, this year. Jesus, this year's, <laughs> this month's Follow Your Star Award to uh, Jody Whitaker, who is a an actor. She's a British actor. She is most well known probably for her role in uh, Broadchurch, which was a, a huge, a huge hit last year. And um, or maybe it was a couple of years ago. I lose track of time. And speaking of time, she is going to be our new Time Lord in Chief, the uh, the Doctor, which is one of my absolute favorite fictional characters of all time. And the reason that I'd like to award her the award this month is that she is going to be in sixty three years of the show, the very first female to play the role. And uh, it's a huge deal. She's an excellent choice, um, and I'm just I'm very excited about it. See, I was going to ask you that because I've never seen Doctor Who before. Um, I think I saw maybe one episode one time. And, uh, <laughs> excuse me. So, why, do, in your opinion, because I don't know how much you dug into the history of Doctor Who and everything, why do you think it took so long for them to finally make a female Doctor? Um, I, think, I think there's a couple of reasons. One, uh, it wasn't until probably the last four or five years that they started playing with the idea that time lords could change gender or sex when they regenerated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think until they could establish that as a possibility, it wasn't in the realm of possibility. Um, I think the other thing was that uh, I think societally we were not ready for it. Um, even now there are people who are like, uh, the doctor's always had a penis and so I'm upset. <laughs> Ah, you're ruining the show with your PC bullshit. And it's like, no, she's if it's the right if it's the right actor for the role, it shouldn't matter their gender or or their sex or any of that. It should be are they the right person for the role right now in uh today's culture, in the arc of the show and in their ability to play the role. And uh apparently she fulfills all three of those things. So I'm pumped. I'm really excited about it. Um, to me, here's so the the previous doctor, the doctor who's leaving the show at the end of the year, is uh, Peter Capaldi, um, and he has been a fan of the show since it began in 1963. And I actually need to correct myself: the show's only been running for about 54 years. Um, it's been running since 1963. Um, okay. But he's he's been a fan of the show since it started. And about a year, year and a half ago, when he was talking about leaving, he was like, I don't think a woman will ever be right for this role. Um, I'm a longtime fan, a big super fan, and I just don't think that that's how it's going to be. And uh, after she was announced today, he said, spectacular choice. She's a wonderful actor, and I think she'll do the role justice. So to convince somebody who's been a super fan literally their entire life that he needs to change his mind about what the doctor can be. Um, I think speaks to how great of a choice she's going to be, uh, in the years to come. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Awesome. Awesome. Now, uh, Colin, your, your dad's a fan of Dr. Who. My dad's a huge fan of Dr. Who and has an entire Dr. Who room. I remember, uh, I think it was last year, right? Or it's been the last couple of years, um, at, uh, the local Will County fair that we have here in town. Uh, your dad actually uh, entered a um, 
Yeah. What's it called? A display or? It's, yeah, it's, like the art display area, mm-hmm. and he uh, displayed all his Doctor Who stuff. So that's awesome. I did not know that yep. about your dad. I I kind of guessed it from the conversation we were having before the show, but yes, that's really cool. Um, yeah, you. Uh, one time you're in, you'll have to come by and check it out. I'm very into that. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe one day in the future we can convince your uh, dad to come on the show and we can uh, kind of talk about Doctor Who. <laughs> I'd be into that too. Does he have a lot of like the the old episodes on DVD or anything? I uh, I don't think maybe I okay. think he does. If he did, I'd be uh, interested in watching. VHS. Them. <laughs> so. Either way, I'll find but, a VHS player. <laughs> he's gone to. Like he'd go to over to England for work, and he would just buy this guy that collected all the stuff. So he just, she'd be like, he's he's got a lot of Doctor Who stuff, very knowledgeable. He even went to the fiftieth anniversary, uh, in London with my brother. That's so amazing. Met met some of the characters from there. So that's the best I could do was see the the fiftieth in theaters. Okay. Here in the states. Yeah, he was actually there. So. Yeah, definitely one-ups me. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm, I'm pumped. I was actually named after one of them, too. You're named after Colin Baker? I am. Oh, my God. Sorry, that's just... that's <laughs> According to my dad. That now, I, I'm going to... That's like the coolest thing I've heard all day today. <laughs> and And maybe you don't think it's that cool, but I think that is really, really cool. Yeah, he he claims I'm named after him. My mom says I'm named after I think a country singer, but I'm not sure. And uh and my dad even gave me his uh magnet of Colin Baker. Nice. So, yeah, I really enjoy Colin Baker. He's one of my favorite doctors. Yes. I say it that way cuz like I like all of them for different reasons. <laughs> I like uh Tom Baker. Yeah, he's he's one of my absolute favorites. I think he is one of the most liked ones. Mm-hmm. Well, he's he's in the most other stuff. Yeah. So. Most famous, I guess. Yeah, I, I would say so. Well, uh, other than maybe um, uh, Sylvester McCoy. Okay. But or actually, uh, the third Doctor John Pertwee was like the action hero of his time. <laughs> but I, I could I could I could talk this stuff all day, and we don't have time for it. <laughs> so anyway, congratulations well, we'll to, to Jody Whitaker. <laughs> I look forward to seeing how you and and the new showrunner Chris Chibnall run things. So nice, nice. That's a good that's a good pick there, Joe. Thank you. That's a very good pick. I I was um oh I honestly wasn't expecting it, and I'm glad that. I wasn't because the surprise was that much better for it. Because I did see some articles about how they were, like, announcing a new uh, Doctor, which I, like I said, like since I'd never watched the show, I didn't even know that they were up for a new Doctor. It said it was, what, the 13th Doctor mm-hmm. uh, in the series? Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Congrats to Doctor Who for going so long. And um, congrats to our recipient. And I now, see what's always got to be remembered about Doctor Who is that there was a long break in between, too. That's true. So from uh, the 1980s to 96, and then from 96 until the uh, early aughts. Why is that? Uh, the show waned in popularity because they got bad writers, and so like the storylines weren't as good. Um, 
and then uh, just it, it wasn't it wasn't that popular. And then they tried to reboot it as an American show with a uh, a made basically a made for TV movie in the '90s. That is, uh, it's awful. I mean, I love it, but it's 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 objectively bad. <laughs> and so it just it didn't catch on. And then uh, just sometime, I think it was around 2005, they finally were like, you know what? Let's make this thing happen. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just it's 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 always been a very very low budget show, and sometimes that shows. You know what I mean? Okay, is yeah. it still a low budget show? Uh, I don't think so. With the 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 level of effects that they've been able to achieve uh, since I'd say the David Tennant era. Yeah, I know it's become a lot more popular now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the last season yet, but the season before that, um, it was like watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was it was better than like sci-fi quality, <coughs> which I realize is like a low bar, but like for TV, that's a pretty high bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That's awesome. Oh yeah, maybe we'll have maybe we'll have a Doctor Who uh, episode. You know, we still need to have that Star Wars episode so you can explain the entire Shaw mm. thing to me. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have to put those two in the books to come up because I want to know about it, but I don't want to sit there and watch almost fifty some odd years of Doctor Who. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. It would be a lot of watching. <laughs> it Do really it. is. Right. One more quick question, and then we'll go get CG on the. Uh, Doctor Who, do they follow a consistent storyline, or is it just jumping around constantly? Like, um, is it like, like, do they follow like an actual timeline of events and everything, or is it just like, if there's a new Doctor, there's a new adventure, or so on? Uh, there is a show. There's like a timeline within the show, but they don't. Uh, they go to any point in history. Is that what you're okay. asking? I'm, well, I'm kind of asking like so. Uh, you know how in Monk, the premise of the entire show was him obviously solving crimes, but they had one main like um, agenda in it. And, yeah, it was him finding, finding the yeah. So was it something like that in Doctor Who? Like, is there something from like the first Doctor that's still pretty relevant to mm. the twelfth Doctor or now the thirteenth Doctor? Or is it like when they get a new Doctor, it's kind of like a whole new different adventure that's irrelevant to everything that happened before mm. it? No, it's all it's all connected, and there's lots of callbacks, and um, a lot of the same villains keep showing up. Um, actually, uh, one of one of my favorite ones is another Time Lord known as the Master, and mm-hmm. um, he is is one of the main. Well, she now I should say, because uh, because they they changed her over uh, about two seasons ago. Um, but anyway, they. Uh, uh, that that's one consistent bad guy that keeps showing up over and over and over again, um, but they they do a good job with continuity to say okay this happened, you know back in seventy three so that's something that we can refer to in this episode and uh, it'll be a, it'll be a nice Easter egg for the people who care to find it. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That makes it more. That makes it more interesting to me then, because if it was some like completely brand new, I'd just be like, "Well," mm, but that's awesome. Um, cool. So, congrats on the uh, our recipient. Congrats to Doctor Who. Now we get to move forward and get to talk and congrats uh, CJ for all his accomplishments. 
So we will plug a podcast and bring him on. Perfect. Hello, everybody. I'm Jason. And I'm Jeff. We're from the History of Bad Ideas podcast. You know what you're listening to right now, Jeff? What are we listening to right now? This freaking show. This freaking show? This freaking show. And when you're not listening to this freaking show, take a listen to the History of Bad Ideas. Where we talk about sports, movies, and other pop culture events happening in the world. (laughs) So take a listen. Uh, We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and any other place that you find uh, great podcasts like this freaking show. This freaking show. All right, we are back with our guy, C.J. Standall. All right, thanks again for having yeah. me, guys. It's always a pleasure. You're welcome. I'm so glad thanks. you're back. I, I didn't know if you heard it, but like I did like a little clap. I didn't want it to be too loud. But <laughs> it, was like, it was like a golf clap, but very, very small. But I want you to know I did do that. Good to know. I didn't hear it, so I appreciate you letting me know. <laughs> yeah, so you've had a, a lot going on in the past uh, couple of months. Care to... Uh, share with the visitors or listeners? Yeah, definitely. So um, about a month ago, issue six of the series uh, released. Uh, that's the end of the first story arc, Meet, Meet the Family. Uh, so that was kind of just exciting in and of itself to be done with the first of the four story arcs. Um, and I, I, I'm pretty proud of it. I also think that there's a really nice climactic moment. There's a, a, a page I'm the, a big fan of uh, art-wise, but also it's, I guess, the big uh, kind of like shock of this of the issue so that's super exciting uh so that came out about a month ago and then just this last month in addition to writing the script for the next issue issue seven i've been focusing on creating a print collection um and so i'm going through create space uh and so they're going to be going through amazon and that type of stuff and i'm just kind of in the process of approving proofs um i'll be i'll be honest it's not necessarily the most fun uh process uh partly because maybe i didn't have some things formatted at uh, correctly at first, but it's starting to look really cool now. And it is even just the proofs themselves are really cool to kind of actually have have in my hands. And really, it's just kind of making me more excited. So actually, the the planned release date is Wednesday. I believe it's the I think it's uh, the twenty sixth. Yes, Wednesday the twenty sixth is the planned release date. Um, and I just have the the most recent proof is coming to me at the beginning of this week and I'm hoping that it's all good to go and I just can approve it. Otherwise there might be just some small things I'll have to tweak. But yeah, the the proposed release date of the twenty sixth is definitely still kind of in mind. And so yeah, Amazon is probably the easiest way to get it, although I know that Create Space can sells it and then I'm also kind of looking for to get it into uh, libraries and things like that, uh, just oh, that's because awesome. I know. Yeah, thank you. I mean, my my girlfriend went to school for uh, library science. I obviously just being a, I'm sure it's pretty self-explanatory. But being a huge reader, I love the library, especially since my wallet can't afford to buy all the comics <laughs> I want to read. Um, and so yeah, so I'm hoping to get that in there, and I'll um, be doing my part. But if if anybody listening. Uh, at their local library wants to request it. I know that at least um, at my local library, there's a, a, a page on the site where you you can just request that the library buy, purchases a book. And so that's pretty cool too. And that's kind of one of the, the things I want to get into. Oh, awesome. awesome. That's cool that that's yeah, an option. You. Yeah, it is really cool. And it's just something um, I didn't even know it was an option, but obviously my girlfriend who's more into that kind of thing and has more experience, she kind of pointed it out to me. <laughs> 
It's funny how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. She points out a lot of things to me that are always <laughs> very smart. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, that's, that is so cool. Uh, I know that's one thing that I have been looking forward to, uh, I think since we first met you, was was uh, getting my hands on an actual physical copy of, of your story. Um, and once again, I, I absolutely love I love everything about it. I love all of the different characters. I love all of the different sort of motivations and tensions that are inherent in uh, the backgrounds of each character. And it's just it's a phenomenal story, and I'm very excited for you. Um, Thank you. I really appreciate that. And you guys have been some of my biggest supporters since I got going, so I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're, we're happy that uh, you're willing to be associated with us based on who we are. <laughs> well, I mean, I, th- I think that, that could, the feeling for that is mutual and could go both ways on this side. But, yeah, um, but yeah, I'm like you're saying, I'm really excited for that print copy. I even know some of my friends, they bought the first couple digital issues, and then they just were like, screw it, I'm waiting until the print edition comes out. So I also think that, that in addition to just being, like, I guess more fulfilling – to actually see it physically, I actually think financially that's going to help boost me a little bit. And I know that that's just true for comics in general. Even when I was uh, sending this out to different publishers and I had one that was kind of interested in getting the public, the printed copy, but I, I kind of just still st- stuck with the self-publishing. But they kind of said, yeah, digital co- comics, uh, individual issues are kind of a loss until the trade paperback. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping, yeah, that that's going to also kind of come through. Yeah, I I think it will. Um, Thank you. Just it's, yeah. I think there, I think there's a pretty big fan base. I mean, from from the way your Kickstarter ran for issue two, I think there's lots of people who who are anxiously awaiting the opportunity to to purchase the first story arc. Yeah, um, I think so too. I mean, even myself, like I said, I'm I'm looking forward to finally having that like finished copy in my hands. So <laughs> if if that's just if that. Me, who has gone over every issue multiple times and done some relettering, that's actually something I've done for the new print edition, um, and tweak things. Like even if I'm that excited about it after having gone through each issue tens, t- tens of time, ten, twenty times, I'm sure people who haven't even read the some of the issues are even more excited. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, I can't remember if we talked about this the last time you were on, but uh, from what I recall, since we've had you on last, you've also been in a uh, like a literary journal or like a comic magazine. Sure. Well, yeah, I've been accepted. It's actually not gonna. It's not pub- being published, um, and I think I, I might get this wrong, but it's either September or November. Oh, I thought uh, it was but, July. My bad. But anyway, um, well, that uh, June was when I actually needed to send it in, and I th- I might have said like, oh yeah, it'll probably be ready around July because I didn't know the the, mm. the release plans. But yeah, Alterna Comics, uh, 2017 If Anthology, which the theme was crime. Um, so perfect for Rebirth of the Gangster. Yeah, it got it got accepted to that, and then yeah, the beginning of June is when I kind of sent them the final things, and then they just said pretty much wait for. Again, I, I I'm the, I'm the creator, so I, and I should be publishing publicizing this better. But either September or November or November is when it comes out, um, and then I, I get some free copies of that. That's pretty pretty much actually the only. Uh, pay I get other right. than of course like the exposure is really really cool and it's just a really exciting opportunity um, and just it's I think flattering to finally uh, get accepted and being be published by uh, just a, a a pretty well known and reputable publisher uh, especially after I the first couple issues when I was sending the, them out and 
getting a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, this is cool, but it's just not for us right now. It's it was really exciting to finally get, a, I guess, a nibble on that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Now I know uh, I believe the the first airing of the new season of Game of Thrones starts in about four minutes, um, and I know we're all anxious to go uh, watch that. So uh, would you like to give your our listeners uh, a reminder of what the story is about and what sort of maybe a, a spoiler free recap of what's happened so far, so that they uh, in case they forgot why they want to go pick up this print copy, they might be reminded. Sure. So, I mean, I'm going to kind of paraphrase the back of the uh, the trade paperback cover, but essentially it's about six stra- six people who think they're strangers to each other, but they end up finding out that they have more, much more in common, uh, some things including like a decades-old murder, uh, revenge scheme, and even things like a hatred of, of, of image-obsessed culture, people culture um i'm not necessarily saying that that's that's my opinion but that's kind of things that, that connect connect them but of course the the decades murder old murder and then the revenge scheme is really the kind of the main impede for this story and so we kind of has have six main character each issue of this first story arc has kind of had a point of view character uh marcus thompson who's this kind of well-to-do lawyer he's the son of a, re- a reputable family and he's kind of <sighs> He's dabbled in some darkness in the past as a teenager, kind of in drugs and stuff like that, and he just kind of, because of his family's status, has has escaped any sort of big um, consequence to that. And as a lawyer actually prosecuting people, he's starting to feel some uh, kind of a moral dilemma with that. So that's kind of his story arc so far. Um, we have Hunter, um, who is – his dad is dead and a and a, a former criminal his mom has his mom linda who's another point of view character has cancer and so he's kind of been turning to crime to try to pay for some of this some of her treatment and he's the one kind of who uh without spoiling too much but we know he has some nefarious plans uh the our other point of view character is uh lorena sanchez detective lorena sanchez who has connections to hunter from from their childhood growing up um but now she's kind of, they used to be kind of friendly um because she used to be more of a rebel but now she's on his case and really trying to see what's going on and so she's kind of trying to track him down um andrea marcus's mom is another point of view character who uh kind of like marcus is kind of struggling with this um this, this the burden of being in this this family um and she's really actually uh we've seen some violent parts of her coming out and just that that actually is going to continue developing uh linda as i mentioned who's struggling with cancer and what her son's doing but she also has um a drug problem specifically opioids which i think is of course time very timely and then our most recent point of view character dennis is uh He's the one who's the kind of the focus of the sixth issue. He just got out of prison, and he's he's trying to walk the straight and narrow, trying to reform, but it's really hard for him. And so he's kind of just deciding whether he wants to get sucked back into this world or not, since he actually knew Hunter before, and Hunter's kind of making some overtures to try to get him involved. Kind of what's been going on, without hopefully spoiling too much. Yeah, I don't think you spoiled anything. <laughs> nice. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's anything else specifically you're looking for. Um, yeah, yeah no, I, I think that, that pretty much well covers everything. Uh, do you want to remind everyone where they can pick you, your stuff up at? I know Amazon and then... Uh... Yep, Amazon. Um, issues 1 through 5 are also on Comixology, so issues 1 through 6 are all on Amazon. Comixology takes like two to three months for them to turn something around. Um, so I've submitted issues 6 and actually uh, as a digital uh offering the whole first story arc to comiXology but that'll probably be out 
in at the very in the earliest uh, middle of August, if probably more likely September. Uh, so yeah, so Amazon, Comixology are the big places to go so far. Um, but otherwise, if people want to just get in in touch with me or see what other things I'm doing, uh, cjstandleproductions.com is where people can follow me, and there are links on that website to all two places where people can buy it um and then twitter cj underscore standal is i post links and that stuff like that all the time so people could follow me and kind of just get a little heads up there too um so that's perfect th- that's pretty much it yeah thank you fantastic i'm i'm so pumped for you thank you again for for joining us on on our our, our podcast um i cannot wait to see uh where things go in the future yeah, thank you. And yeah, I'm excited. It's this print copy has been kind of dominating my thoughts for the last <laughs> week or two. Um, so I'm excited to kind of get that release and obviously get people interested in that. But also, I'm excited to get it released so that I can really focus um, more strongly on the the next story arc and, and issue seven. I know I've, I said I mentioned I've started it, but um, it's kind of obviously a little or I'm sure a little hard. To, uh, for people to, to, or I'm sure people understand that it's a little hard to focus on both getting that huge, pr- uh, that print graphic novel rollout and keep writing the script. Um, well, absolutely. Yeah, I'm especially, excited, especially when it's your first one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and as a teaser, I guess, or a slight teaser, yeah, seven, we return back to Marcus and we start to see him kind of getting sucked uh, into maybe Hunter's plan and world a little bit more. And that's the beginning of our second story arc titled. What's old is new again, and I, I think, rebirth and that type of thing. There's this big uh, emphasis on like legacy and this this secular, uh, cyclical pattern of crime and that type of stuff. Oh, fantastic! Well, uh, thank you again for coming on. It's it's always a pleasure. Um, I think we're going to uh, plug something, and then uh, we'll be back with Colin's state of mind. What up, everybody? It's Razor. This is Fear. And MDI. And we are Fifth Cast, the premier show of the FYFC Podcast Network. We like to talk. Hell, we'll talk about anything. World events and personal stories. Technology and pop culture. And once even, pterodactyl porn. Seriously, that's a thing. Google it. New episodes are available every Friday on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Also, subscribe to the video podcast on youtube.com slash FYFC podcasts. I'm not sure why you were yelling, but that was excellent. Now, fuck your face and back to the show. We said normal voice. I know, but I like that one. <laughs> okay, welcome back, everyone. Uh, that was a great promo we just did. Um, now a little more off of that. Let's go back to our show. We are back to another segment of this freaking state of mind, where we tell some facts about each state. Um, this week, uh, we have the great state of Oregon. Um, we're gonna run through this pretty quick here because we all have uh, what everybody's been waiting for, or most everyone is the new season of Game of Thrones just premiering tonight. So, so we're gonna. Cut it a little short, shorter than normal, um, but we'll still keep it entertaining for you. So uh, let's get started right away. Oregon State flag uh, is the only state to have two separate designs. On one side is, is the main Oregon State with the <coughs> wagon being pulled and like a sunset or sunrise. On the reverse side, there is a beaver. Uh, only state 
like I said, to have two separate designs. Uh, Oregon has more ghost towns than any other state. Hmm. Freighter Lake, Oregon, is the deepest lake in the U.S. and is formed in the remains of an ancient volcano. No kidding. Yes. Uh, at 8,000 feet deep, Hell's Canyon is the deepest river gorge in uh, North America. Uh, the Oregon Pioneer statue that tops the Capitol building is a work by Ulrich Ellerhusen. The he- heroic figure represents the spirit of Oregon's early settlers. Uh, the state park system of Oregon has 159 yurts located in 19 parts. Um, for you that don't know, yurts are circular dome tents uh, that are suitable for camping. In 1858, the richest gold find in the Cascade Mountains was discovered in the Bohemian uh, Bohemia Mining District at Sharps Creek near Cottage Grove. In 1876, the University of Oregon opened in Eugene. Deadly Hall was the first building on campus, and it still exists. Uh in 1880, the Sea Cave, a Sea Cave, was discovered near what is known now known as Florence. Sea Lion Caves and is now to be is known to be the largest sea cave in the world. Uh, the nation's most photographed lighthouse is the Heseta Head Lighthouse, located in Lane County. Uh, it must be a beautiful lighthouse. Right? Uh, Oregon's second highest waterfall is Salt Creek Falls in the Cascade Mountain Range. Uh, It drops 286 feet. Uh, The H.J. Andrews Experimental Forest is one of the largest long-term ecological research sites in the U.S. Uh, Eugene is rated by Bicycling Magazine as one of the top 10 cycling communities in the U.S. Uh, There are nine lighthouses standing along the coastline of Oregon. Five are still being used, and the others are designated as historic monuments. Uh, High above this, and for our final uh, fact, high above the city of Portland, the International Rose Test Garden... Uh, stands there and features more than 500 varieties of roses cultivated continuously since 1917. So I just want to say thank you all for joining me this week in a a segment of this freaking state of mind. Please come back next week and we will enjoy another state. Back to you, Travis. Well, thanks, man. Ah, shoot. Joey, what you freaking on this week? Um, I read a book recently called 100 Nights of Hero, and it is a graphic novel, and it was tremendous. And I, if you can find a copy, go get it, because it's real good. So it gets mm. into, uh, it's, it's sort of a play on like uh, the uh, Thousand and One Arabian Nights type of thing, but it's updated and uh, it focuses a lot on what makes folklore folklore, and it is just—it's really good. It's as a person who's into that, it—I'm so—I was very excited to read it, and it was really, really delightful. So, one hundred yes. nights of hero. One hundred nights of hero. Maybe I'll read it. 
What about you, what about you Colin? What you freaking on this week? Uh, I am freaking on that this is my last homework assignment for this class this week. And next week is my final. Nice. And then uh, fall, break, fall starts. Yes, fall and then classes. I have to sign up for uh, fall. Nice. There you go. Nice. How about you, Travis? Um, well, my little sister turned 18 today, so I was really excited about that. Um, she is the last of, well, seven. Actually, when you think about all of us. That's true. She is the last of seven to uh, become an adult. So it was pretty cool. You know, we were able to go out for dinner and do everything for that. Um, the one thing I am freaking about this week uh, for the majority, and I'm still debating on if it's going to be worth it or not, I want, I really, I'm really um, trying to decide if I should buy the new, uh, the remastered Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has three games in one. I'm yeah, and like if I buy through Amazon since they got Prime, it's like thirty five dollars compared to the forty dollars. Oh. So it's like it's just one of the things. Like you know, is it really worth it? Because I think if I get it, the only one I'm gonna play is Warped. Cause that's the like the one I enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's such a debate on whether or not I want to buy it right now. But that's so that's what I'm gonna freak on is the decision to buy uh, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I uh, I'm eventually buying a PlayStation Four because of that. Really? Just mm-hmm. for Crash? Well, that's what uh, I, I have wanted a PlayStation 4 for a really long time, but the thing that I told myself when it first came out was if they ever do a remastered Crash Bandicoot, I'm getting the console. And now they've done it, so I have to get the console. <laughs> okay. Nice. It's well worth it. Yeah, no, yeah. There's there's lots of other games I want to play on it too. It's just... Uh, that was one of my absolute favorite games growing up, all three of them, and mm-hmm. uh, just I'm so excited to have it finally in in the graphic quality that I truly desire deep yeah. down in my, the, my heart of hearts. The one thing I was kind of nervous about with it, and a guy I work with actually does uh, own it already, um, he says that the quality is absolutely so much better. And they kept the same camera view, which that is the one thing I was worried mm. about because I love I love the camera view. You're mm-hmm. watching them move forward through, so I'm happy to did that stuff like some kind of overhead thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy about that. So now it's just it's just all debate of if you know I find it you know worth to spend the money or not. And if I do, you know who's gonna come play? I'll come play. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> hey Joe. Yes. Every week our listeners to catch Geek Cash Joe here on this freaking show. But if an hour a week just isn't enough of Geek Cash Joe, where can they go? Well, if you need more Geek Cash Joe, you can go over to the Geek Cash Live podcast at gcl.ninja. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, and Twitter by searching Geek Cast Live. Perfect. Um Ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind, you can follow us on uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just by searching this freaking show. If you're a musician, a comic book creator, a cosplayer, um, fucking a zombie enthusiast, if you have any interest in anything you want to share with the world, let us know, and we will get you on the show, because we love meeting new people, you know, no matter what they do. It's just interesting to us, and it'll be a lot of fun. And you can do that by just contacting us at thisfreakingshowyahoo.com, or if you go to our website, thisfreakingshow.com go to the contact section fill out the form there it'll get sent to us we'll get back to you and we'll set something up because that is how much fun we have on this show um 
as always, I am Travesty. I'm Awkward Colin. And I'm Geekcast Joe. Thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.